Welcome to Word of Mouth Podcast. We're here live with Whitman. Wom is me. Doctor. PhD. <laughs> Doctor Whit. Whit. Harrelson. Whit is, is Whit short for anything? It's uh it's just short for Whit. Okay. Is there another name in your name besides besides Whit and Harrelson? My middle name? Yeah. Yeah, it's McCree. McCree. That's yeah, a family name. <laughs> well I do McCree. <laughs> Whit's middle yes. name is McCree. Oh man. Hey, well, Whit, you know, it's a pleasure to have you on. I wow, that went out fast. Okay. Whit, it's a pleasure to have you on, and I'll tell you why. It's because you are my closest postgrad friend that I've made in my life. I'm honored. Wow. And postgrad's an interesting thing. And I was thinking about this week because I was on the phone with a guy, Matt Matthew Guerrera, who's uh, about to be volunteering for the college ministry I work at. But anyways, he figured out about the college ministry volunteer position because he did the postgrad cohort that you and I did together way back when. How many years ago does that feel like to you? Like eight, ten? It feels like, yeah. Like, it feels like I'm different in a different... Lifetime. Like, you know, how you have, like, seasons of life. That definitely feels like... It doesn't feel like college, but it definitely feels like it's in the past. Like, oh, there's, sure. like... It, we're, like, levels ahead now. But we, we literally are both married now. So, there, we definitely made a hop into a different season. But it's crazy to me that, like, I met you and Shelly there. That's right. And then I was in you and Shelly's wedding three years later. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Shelly today, I was like, man, Steven and I met in like 20, like 18. Yeah. 2019. And we're just like, oh. That's crazy. <laughs> We've known each other a long time. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, man. I was like, I, I also met somebody from Vestavia the other day. Um, let's keep a, let's keep a little counter of how many times yeah. <laughs> Whit being from Vestavia comes up, but Ding. I met somebody from Vestavia the other day and asked him if they knew you. Zoe Baker, um, who is about to be Wes Parker's wife. Mm. Come on. Shout yeah. out, shout out Zoe wife, and Wes. Wife check. Shout out Wes Parker. Um, Whit has a wife named Shelly wife. Uh, yeah, you have a wife, wife named Shelly. Nope. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I always button. miss it. It's one of the blue ones right here. Um, for the listeners, I have two buttons on my board, and this one is the left one, and this is the other blue one. And I always get it mixed up because they're blue and they're right beside each other. But we can change it in post. Yeah, we can change it in post. But anyways, Wit and I met in 2019. Or sorry, 2018. It might have been 2019. It was one of those when we were working at. A, I was working at a coffee shop. And Wit was um, coming home to Vestavia. Ding. Vestavia Ding. Hills. <laughs> uh, from his college in Auburn. And Wit works at a coffee shop uh, and or worked at a coffee shop in Auburn called Sidetrack. And which is the, the just moment of silence for how amazing that place is. Mm. Okay. So then he came home to. Uh, Vestavia, like I was saying, and he wanted to get a, a job at a shop while he was at home, and which is kind of crazy that you wanted to work on your break. I never really thought about that. Why did you want to do that? I don't really know. I mean, it was, you know, Christmas break in college, I guess, was what, like three weeks? Something yeah. like that. So we had a bunch of time off. Yeah. 
I just thought it was, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good money, and I don't know. My parents worked. My brother was mm-hmm. doing what he was doing, so. And you uh, you actually, like, loved working in coffee. Yeah, it was fun. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was probably just, like, an enjoyment thing. Mm-hmm. That is a but, commonality between the three of us. None of us work in coffee now, but we all a little bit wish that we could. You yeah. Know? Yeah. If, One day. if you could make more money working in coffee than you realistically can, I'd be we surprised. Would, we would still be because we're we're all married and have you know other expenses. Could you imagine like wanting to buy houses and stuff? The Be Him Now article that's going to drop in 2060. Whenever it's like three retired lifelong friends open up a cafe in downtown <laughs> yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that'd uh, be awesome. I looked up. I don't know why I did this, but Griffin. Levi, friend of the pod, former friend guest, of the pod, Tyler Griffin. Um, was in a Beham Now article one time. It was like 15 photographers in Birmingham that you should know about. And wow. he was one of them. He was like number 11, I think. Shout out Griffin, man. Yeah. He's not really a Beham cool. guy. I know. Was, he's uh, a Dallas guy. Yeah. I was like, interesting that they chose him because he's only been here for a couple of years and is probably going to leave. <laughs> but Birmingham yeah. guy for his time here. What do you, what do you think is harder? Staying in Birmingham postgrad or leaving Birmingham postgrad? I would argue leaving. Mm. I feel like leaving for sure. Mm. Leaving because many people are going to stay. Mm. And postgrad is such a change already to to change locations and also like lose most of your community. That's, that's tough. Mm. All right. What about now? Like, do you think it's easier or harder? conceptually to leave Birmingham now than it was post-grad? Probably probably a little easier. I'm like, what am I, almost two years post-grad? Yeah. So I would say easier now because I have a better understanding of what it looks like to work full-time, be an adult, um, and have like goals outside of what's given to you from school because that's part that's part of what makes postgrad so difficult is your whole life you have school and you have basically graduating from your level of school as the end goal of your life and so once you finish college if you're not going to like medical school or something further after that then there's just like an open-ended question of yeah. like, what do I do next? And so you really have to formulate that for yourself. And it's, it's taken me probably about this long a year and a half to kind of get a trajectory for myself and kind of what I want to work towards mm-hmm. and figure that out. And then you have to like set those goals and work towards them. Yeah. Um, I also feel like the, I would have never guessed this in college, but the, the ages like post-grad like 22 23 24 25 are just as like fun and chill or what i don't know how to i don't know what the word to use but it's like it's just as like exhilarating and electric as college is yeah like post-grad but i thought like whenever i was in high school i guess i was like oh when you graduate college the fun ends you know you're just like nine to five grinding but yeah, still like nobody really. I mean, I, I I'm I'm 25. I still don't think people take me seriously. Yeah, I don't know if that ever. I don't know when that happens. I guess whenever you have a kid, maybe. I don't. I definitely don't take you seriously. <laughs> I don't. I, Especially I have a, wit. I have. I have kind of a theory that most people don't take anyone seriously. 
what do you think about that wit as someone like, who doesn't take me seriously there's some people i take pretty seriously like most most parents i feel like like maybe the threshold of like serious as parents that's fair i think but i i just have friends who have like three kids and i'm still like dude you're kind of an idiot that's fair you know <laughs> maybe like 50 is the level of life. like I, I just think about some of the guys that we play soccer with on tuesdays oh my gosh and i'm like y'all are just like us but like 15 years ahead <laughs> like you're just screwing around too you just have more kids yeah you know oh my gosh yeah like hanging out with uh west teague at the yeah. wedding the other night yeah <laughs> there's no so i hope funny like that was an idiot oh that was someone was is like a 37 year old yeah he's, he's like late like, 30s he's like uh one of our friends uh, just through like crestwood world and it's just funny <laughs> like talking to him about his life he was like i don't know what the heck I'm, like i'm doing just yeah. trying to have a good time he's yeah. like i really want to play Fortnite right now i'll be honest <laughs> I'm I'm like, people your old age play Fortnite, <laughs> and this isn't like a weird dude and it's like a very no, normal it's like a really operating yeah normal yeah yeah responsible cool fun guy yeah mm. fun guy would you say post-grad is more fun than college would you ever reach that level mm. oh man I, I think that first year post-grad came close for sure i think whenever i was living with zion and like we were chilling all the time and like me and you like i, I think about I think the majority of days were not like this, right? But I think looking back with rose-colored lenses, like the other day I was, t- <laughs> I was telling somebody about that time that you and I um, went underneath Shelly and Helen's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny story. So, uh, Wit and me, we go to, we were just like hanging out one night and there was like a period of time where uh, Shelly, his now wife, was living in Homewood and Wit and I would like hang out and just go over there and hang out with him. And um, Wit and I went and got tacos at Los Valadores, which is, or was it Los Valadores, right? The one on Green Springs? Yeah. Best taco truck in, yeah. in Birmingham, Alabama. And then we went over to Shelly's house and she wasn't there yet, but um, we learned that she was like coming home soon or something like that. So yeah. we just ate on her back porch. Uh, it was like I don't know. It was like springtime. I remember being like yeah. warm enough to just chill Prime on the back time, porch. Homewood, like yeah, middle of Edgewood. Yeah, it was very, very homey, very, yeah. very nice little spring afternoon. And we were like chilling on the back porch, and then we hear them come inside. And uh, Shelly and Shelly's house at that point had a crawl space that was like you could kind of walk, you could easily access and like walk around. It, it. was like right underneath the living room or like the dining room. So yeah. like they were eating dinner. They like pick up Chick Fil A or something like that. Yeah. We were eating directly above where we had gone in. Yeah, so we were like in the crawl space, literally underneath the house, and we start banging on the <laughs> our ceiling and their floor. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just they freaked out and called the cops. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> we were like, and no, Helen's no, no. dad. Yeah, Helen's dad came over and was like so mad at us. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Was it like was Helen's dad like the landlord or something? Like, or did he just live? No, he, the they live like right down the street. Uh, so it was right that's there. what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Helen Shelley's roommate came over. It was funny, but uh, no. And I think about days like that, or um, yeah, I don't know. Just like plenty, there's plenty of days I can think of where literally just having no responsibility, n- nothing to do, and money. Like because I was working all the time because I didn't have class or anything like that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like it's it's pretty good time. 
Yeah. But the whole like, like, where did you work at that? Didn't you like work at UAB kind of? Yeah, I was doing research at UAB. Yeah, that's right. So we definitely had like eight to fives or the whatever, like we got off early sometimes. But. Yeah, but I was, I was very conscious like my senior year of college that, well, I didn't have very much, many classes. I was probably taking like 12 hours or something for undergrad. It's not, not that much. Um, but I was very conscious. I was like, I could, like I'm making good money. I'm working coffee. Tips are great, whatever. Um, I could save a lot of this money. And like, you know, be ready to buy a house or something after graduating. Or I could be fully present in college mode and realize I'm going to have to like save money for the rest of my life for all of my future responsibilities. So right now I'm not going to do that. So I would just, you know, go to Atlanta for no reason just because and fly to Denver just to go hang out because I could and go up to North Carolina because I could like I would just do stuff like that. Because I knew, like, I won't have this kind of freedom of time specifically yeah. for a long time after this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll I'll spend the money to go do the silly, fun college things because that yeah. time will pass. Moral of the story? Hey, man. Chef, good time. Don't save money. Have fun. Don't save money. What's your What's your brother's philosophy on money? He, I remember when we were talking about this with F1 one time because we were talking about those like nice F1 simulators we could buy and your brother was like, dude, what's the point of having money if you don't like enjoy it or something? I, yeah, I think that was my old roommate. Oh, was it Addison? Yeah. Oh, okay. it was Addison. I, I couldn't remember if it was Addison Which, I mean, or your brother. It's reasonable. I mean, I don't know. It's not like I don't think saving money from working at Revelator Coffee Shop, shout out Revelator. Like, dude, one thing that we should talk about is like... I would have never met Addison if you and I weren't friends. Like, like, there's so many people in the world that I only know them simply because, like, they lived with a friend. Like, yeah, I think that's kind of crazy. Like, you meet some random people just because they live with your friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Addison's a great Marcus example. Russell. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Myers' roommate who we literally saw four times <laughs> yeah. in the two years they lived together. Yeah, that Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. Canterbury guy. That flooded, dude. <laughs> yeah, it did. Mm. Bummer, big bummer, big epic fail from. I know um, I I could be living in a two bed apartment, but my apartment flooded last Christmas time. You How should you, you should hang freeze. that over their head, like hey, you should pay me to live here. Hope actually, she sent me an email <laughs> when the freeze happened the other day. Yeah, and she was like, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> please make sure you leave your faucets dripping mm-hmm. and keep your air up. Because we don't want what happened don't want last to kill year you. to happen this year. And what happened really was I was out of town for like two weeks for Christmas or something. So And it got down to like two it, when it When it froze, I had already been gone for a week and a half. Am I crazy? What, or did it get in the negatives last year for Christmas? I feel like it got, it was like super cold. Yeah, I knew it was either two degrees or negative two degrees. I, I feel like remember. you may be a little crazy. I think it was like definitely under 10. Yeah, it was super cold. But also cold. like Alabama cold, like... This is not a hot take. This is a cold take. Ha ha. Ha-ha. That was pretty good. I think <laughs> cold weather in Alabama, way worse than Colorado. That's, that's the funniest thing that we're going to say all day. <laughs> that's going to be that's, the that was a good joke. That's going to be the TikTok that I post. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with that, though. Because okay. the humidity, like, it makes hot hotter. Yeah. I learned this once from someone. I don't know who told me this. Dad, Papa P. Dad's calling. Should we Should we answer? Probably not. Okay. I feel like he's, <laughs> he's not going to. Sorry, my phone was connected to Bluetooth. But I feel like... Colorado 30 and Alabama 30. Alabama's colder. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree with that. 
I think when you go up in the mountains in Colorado <laughs> and the wind hits you and it's freezing, that is like the worst feeling in the world. But Ooh. I feel like if the same thing was happening in like humid Alabama air, oh, it would be... It like it like crawls inside your bones. Part yeah. of it, I also think, is when you go skiing, you like fully prepare to be. Yeah, you prepare for cold. Sure. Whereas sure. here, it's like ah, uh, you know, it's gonna be cold, but I'll be inside most of the time, and I'm not like it's it's not actually snowing or something. But then it might actually be literally in the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. But then I only have like one pair of pants on and one pair of socks on and a one jacket or something For and sure. then it's like i should have worn more than this but i didn't really feel like i needed to because i thought oh alabama it's not yeah. snowing i'm not in the mm-hmm. mountains that's the, i i've had to learn from going to the mountains and going skiing and doing things like that i've had to learn how to dress for that kind of cold yeah. and For it's sure. helped me now more back in alabama but yeah, i still fall into that same oh it's just i'll be inside all day so yeah no, I, I think I think cold here definitely definitely hurts a ton. But all right, so going all the way back to the very first thing we were talking about. So Wit shows up to the coffee shop over Christmas break. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And the way you mean the, the best nickname of all time was was created in in Bradley, our old manager, who we all know and love. Dude, Bradley's a character. Bradley mm-hmm. is is def that is a great great definition, and I don't. Um, necessarily want to, <laughs> to expound on that anymore <laughs> but bradley our old manager named wit seasonal roast wow he was there right. only for christmas and uh it was a it was a good time but that's how we met originally and then uh i would go to sidetrack in auburn periodically and i would see him there and then uh we definitely like i knew your name and you knew my name and then i showed up yep. to postgrad cohort which is this like thing that our church did where we just talked about postgrad stuff with a bunch of other postgrads. Ford Galen's backyard. Ford Galen's back shout out Ford. Shout out Ford Galen. Ford. <laughs> shout out <laughs> Snell. <laughs> oh man. Snell. But um I really hope Snell listens to this. I'll I think he does. Yeah. I think I saw him running and listening to it the other day. Are you are you you're no. kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. I was like there's absolutely no maybe since you're on <laughs> he was we'll running and he had I'll send it to him I'll say William Snell featured <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but anyways, was snow was also in that postcard cohort, but we, uh, did that. And I, I like showed up and, uh, saw wit and his now fiance, Shelly, who I was friends with because we volunteered at VBS together whenever I was like 10 years old, which is kind of nuts. And then they were dating and, uh, we became friends. So that's how wit and I became friends Wit, how did you become friends with Myers? I want to say, was it Revelators, like, where we actually became buddies? We randomly played chess one day at Panache downtown. We did do that one time. I remember I was like, Myers was in college. Like, I've been out a year. Like, (laughs) I didn't go to Samford. So I was like, how's this friendship going to work out? But obviously it's worked out pretty well. Pretty well. And then, yeah, we just I think I met, I don't remember exactly the moment I met you, but I feel like I met you because of Steven. Yeah, I think it was. Because I already knew you when we got to Revelator. But then when we got to Revelator, we were both working together. Either you like sit in painful, awkward silence with your coworker for six and a half hours, or you become pretty good buds. And we did the latter. I would say so myself, too. I think y'all did the former with the majority of your coworkers. Honestly, I disagree. (laughs) 
It was really? hard. In the nicest way. It was hard. Some of them were just really tough to crack, you know? But some of them, it was You like, did better, I think, than I did. No. Can, like, can y'all, like, for our listeners, can y'all, like, paint the picture very briefly about, like, Revelator environment, like, with some explanation? Okay, so <laughs> Revelator, coffee shop, one of the first, like, cool coffee shops in Birmingham, Cool interior design. Opened in like 2014, like yeah. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Think like big lofted ceilings, like cool uplit wall, downtown Birmingham. Um, cool hipster people with tattoos and mullets and crazy band t-shirts and stuff going on. Um, we had a manager, Lewis. Um, really sweet, quiet little gay guy. Um lived upstairs i'm just giving context for who he was no yeah i'm not saying it is a bad thing i'm just saying that's what he was like yeah it was Um, managed from out of the city like corporately i guess yeah like a bigger company. yeah it's like it is it is a bigger company than Mm -hmm. just like local um i think the founders were from atlanta or something they had store in new orleans um Lewis was a great manager. Some mm-hmm. of the people we worked with were difficult to work with at times. Some of them were really funny, interesting people. Most of them were very like artistic music sure. kind of people. Also, yeah. I feel like super, I feel like coffee kind of pulls in like it's, there are like the career coffee folks, you know, typically like the people who own it or just like what they're passionate about. But I feel like the coffee crowd is more transient than some mm-hmm. other crowds and so it brings like we had people we worked with who like one of them was going to be a teacher and so it's just i feel like a lot of people work in it because it's fun mm-hmm. it's like people oriented but i also feel like that's like the one of the more different crowds i've been around which kind of made it it was like kind of yeah like a game it was of, like it was downtown birmingham so it was more like uab people and like business banking people which like on the political spectrum, those two are kind of like polar opposites. So it's a really interesting mix of people yeah. where it's like some of these very like more flamboyant or more like left leaning political people mixed with like dudes wearing suit and tie, getting black coffee and having like business meetings and they work in yeah. finance or something and tend to be much more conservative and less yeah. expressive. So it's a really interesting mix of people. Yeah, it was just a f- like yeah i hope the context that we gave just paints the picture because i feel like you need to understand that in order to understand the the this conversation because yeah. it was the most fascinating and uncomfortable like I, I don't know if that's the right word like socially like the coffee was good the vibes were good but people wise it was just such a was uncomfortable a, a place mix. yeah and uh everybody seemed like like they didn't really want to besides y'all two everyone there all the employees seemed like they didn't really want to be there it's yeah. kind of like the like too cool for school mentality sometimes yeah. of like service and like making people feel welcome was kind of yeah. just like a yeah the uh, corporate nature of the company the fact that it was lewis and then it was the rest of the employees um we didn't ever really know any of the upper level management people and so it kind of felt like we were on an island a little bit yeah. and it was like us against our own company in a weird way. Um, and we just didn't really have any like clear leadership necessarily. No one to really like inspire us or mm. try and like build mm. up the culture. And so the culture was just like kind of aimless, Yeah. which for us, we took that and we were like, 
funny and trying to chat it up with customers and chat it up with our fellow employees and make it be like a positive place because that's the way that we wanted it mm-hmm. to be. But it wasn't naturally going to be that way when there's not necessarily like a clear leadership structure pointing us towards doing that. Yeah. Which that's polar opposite. It was kind of an interesting experience, like coming from sidetrack in Auburn of like everyone when they were super tight knit, like David was really like invested and involved, like hand on everything, not in the way of like, I've got to make sure like I'm watching what you're doing, but was just like, I'm going to invest in like all of these people working and like cultivate the space. Yeah. And so it was just like super different ends of the spectrum. Which I thought mm. was, I mean, it was interesting looking back. Oh, on I it. could imagine. I could only imagine like the contrast was probably so yeah. felt. Yeah. I kind of tried to make it be a sidetrack a little bit when I was there. Yeah. I would go and serve people water and try to make it be more of like a full service cafe, but it wasn't originally designed to be that. Yeah. So I was either like discouraged or sometimes even like reprimanded for doing that, <laughs> which I was like, dude, if you're trying to make this place be like the best it can be the service needs to be massively better than it is. Yeah, one time I was working at a coffee shop in North Carolina and I would bring people water to their table. I'd be like, hey, can I grab you a cup of water? Like, because like hydration is important. You know, I like whatever. I would just like mess with people. And my boss um, got mad at me because it was like we were doing too many dishes. Mm. And I was like, yeah, bro, like that's our job. Like I don't under yeah. like you know. Yeah, it was I, it's just such a it was fascinating. Either, it was either doing too many dishes or it was um, wasting like plastic cups or something. Yeah, and I was like, the customers are here to be served, mm-hmm. and water hydration is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, uh, and just in general, important. coffee tastes so much better when you have it. When, yeah, when I like water. we have coffee and water right here. Uh, it's just to me, it's a necessity. It mm-hmm. brings out the flavors of the coffee if you drink water after a few sips. Also, interesting observation I had was these people wouldn't, like, we had a, a, a water server thing, like, out in the actual cafe. Like, the people, it was, like, self-serve. Yeah. And people wouldn't get it, but then if I brought them some, they would drink the entire cup of water, mm-hmm. like, more times yeah. than not. And I was always like, that's so interesting yeah. that you didn't get water, but you needed, like, but you drank As water. As someone who is a frequent cafe goer, yeah. Um, it's, it is sometimes so, so much of a hassle to go up to the front and ask for a cup of water that mm-hmm. I sometimes will just not do it, even though I kind of like want some water, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I mean, I think we can all admit that we took inspiration from sidetrack in this yeah, because they for serve sure. people water no matter who or where, or when they come in and get anything like your water glass is going to be full. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah. I think that's brilliant and I think it's good service and I think it's kindness right. to, to customers in a really simple and easy way. But, but y'all met at, yes. we met at Revelator. Revelator. We met at yeah. Revelator. I think that's like where we really became good buddies. Yeah. I would say. And we would hang out after or outside yeah. of work at that point. We both lived in the same apartment complex. We yep. still live in the same apartment complex, but in different apartments, but like I can two doors see, down from each other. Yeah. Like I literally can see in Meyer's living room. Like I'll like pass by and I'm like, oh, Myers is watching like, yeah, I can see like Crown lately. You can see uh, like, we've been watching Lost. Lost. Yeah. yeah. I can see like we, directly into Myers' bedroom at night. Yeah. Like That's see, right. yeah, I like watch him and Claire sleeping. Yeah. Every single night for multiple hours. He's normally the yeah. small spoon though. I have, that's something I have noticed. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that is kind of cool though. 
Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the idea. Well, uh, Canterbury also in the summertime, it kind of emulates that. Like you bump into people. Like it's so people lovely. Outside, yeah. It yeah. feels like the quad in college. Like yeah. I know, like I know at Sanford, all of you, like you guys, y'all have on campus at least the first two years, right? Yeah, yeah. most it, people at least two. Yeah, like at Auburn, most people like if you live on campus, it's freshman year, but like it feels like the quad of yeah. Like you said you run. You Isn't there like someone. one strip on the quad in Auburn that like everybody like bumps into everybody on? Yeah, there's like a concourse or just concourse. Yeah, there's a couple places yeah. that like it's kind of in the middle of where everyone's going. They we run into I've I've been missing the summertime Canterbury yeah. a bit because I mean I feel like we don't even see each other as much because no when it's when it's warmer outside in the evenings you go and sit in your lawn chairs or whatever like we mm-hmm. both have outdoor furniture in front of our apartments yep and so we would sit outside and then our neighbor who has the little kids um, I hear him most days yeah your next door neighbor <laughs> they, would, cute. they would he's sweet he, he is loud he's sweet. Um, but you know, they'd be out throwing the ball with their kids and kicking. Yeah. So- like I introduced him to soccer and now he kind of mm. likes soccer. Cause and I think we played like, we went just played soccer in front yeah. of our house for like an hour and a half and literally like shooting rockets. Yeah. You know, the little rocket thing. <laughs> he always has, on. he has like a bubble machine or like yeah. the little like stomp rockets or like, he always has some kind of fun outside toy. Yeah. Mm. And then I showed him, you can shoot the rock. You can pick up like the tube <laughs> yeah. and shoot the rockets. Yeah. I got I got a question for y'all. As like, so I, I think a lot of people our age, I don't know. I, I'd actually love to know. Maybe that can be our poll this week. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people our age really do want that sort of like village world, you know, that village vibe where pop in culture, like say what's up, like live down the street from your friend. Yeah. But as two people who were friends beforehand and live like literally not next door, but two doors down from one another in an apartment complex, Y'all like run out of milk or run out of eggs or something like that. Do y'all actually call one another? I would say we've. It's more so like if we're hanging out. Like the other mm-hmm. two nights ago, yeah. two nights ago, Myers came over and like we were just cooking dinner and played some games real quick. But Myers was like, "Oh, like y'all want some hot chocolate?" Yeah, mm. and we were like, "Sure." And Myers, oh, I called. I called Myers once for some toilet paper. Yeah, mm. when you you were on, you were you pooping? I think I was on my way. Oh, and then it was man. one of the like run in no toilet paper that would be so clutch it's like yeah oh shoot i think um it happens more in the summer when when we're outside more yeah and we run into each other more you know um i also think it's kind of proven the concept of like you know the word intentional but like yeah i think to like maintain friendships you do have to like like if myers and i don't really plan on hanging out like we'll run into each other and talk on the way here and there but like it really is. We kind of have to plan it. Yeah. Just it's kind of like, like, it's kind of the yeah. same as roommates. Yeah. Like you sure. can, you can get to a point with your roommate if you don't try to hang out with them where you might've, you might live together, but you might not have like hung out with them for two yeah. months because you didn't like try to. Yeah. And so you were just living in the same mm-hmm. space together. It's kind of similar. Like I'll see you yeah. all the time and I'll knock on my window to wave you off to That's your right. test on Friday. But you know, Mm-hmm. Yep. that's kind of like uh how you are with mike how you were with micah <laughs> micah just never was around <laughs> micah was always out like freaking working out at 2 a.m or something yeah. he was I always think I out i saw him once myers probably is like tied for first with a lot of other people for having the strangest roommate combos yeah. of, of, in every place you ever lived ever yeah 
Micah was like literally is like a fighter pilot now in the Air Force. <laughs> like Are you one serious? of the Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the most like disciplined, hard working, crazy like dudes. Like it's so has so much admiration for like a Jocko Willink or a David Goggins kind of guy. Like he's the one who gets up at four in the morning. He also like has listens like, to that and then like goes out and does is some kind of crazy guy. No, that's Marcus. Oh, uh, no. Marcus and Mike. Okay, I was about to no, say. Micah, <laughs> Micah was at uh, Wild Forest. Micah oh, okay. also had like a sneaker wall and like LED lights in like a TikTok boy room. Yeah. But he's a Loved fighter pilot. Justin Bieber. <laughs> drove a drove an F-450 Dooley. <laughs> I forgot about that. He had like no a lot of really strange <laughs> like personality silos. Yeah, um, he's a cool guy though. I, he's awesome. He's yeah. really cool. But then the other guy lived with was like the opposite. What was his name? Mac. Mac. <laughs> he was like the opposite. He was at home all the time. He was usually like watching fantasy hey. sports while playing something on his computer or something. Dude, that dude, he left some trash around. That yeah. was like, I've never really seen that in an apartment like that before, but he was a big fast food guy. He was. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. My dad had a roommate in college. So my dad went to Louisiana Monroe he went to a bunch Go of Go freaking Warhawks. That's right. Monroe, <laughs> baby. So one day... He was, I did not know your dad went to school there. He went there for like junior or sophomore, junior, and senior year. Anyways, one, so he had this roommate. It was a random roommate. And he went to class one day and his roommate was there. He said he was just like kind of an interesting guy. Would come in at like three o'clock in the morning, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then leave. And just like... Cool. Not, not your average Joe. Yeah. So your average, one, your average random college roommate, but yeah, not your yeah, average, yeah. not Joe. your average Joe, random college roommate. So he would go to class, and then my dad got back from class one day, and it was like his roommate never had lived there. Holy, like cow. he didn't exist, just like gone. And so, dad didn't know him. It was random. This was like really early in the semester, but come to find out, there had been a like a flasher on campus, like trench coat walk around the library and yeah. show everybody Every, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, Open the trench coat and very not legal or okay or cool. And dad was this guy's roommate apparently. And so they, wow. I don't know if he got arrested. I don't know what the deal was, but like dad showed back up from class gone. Like That's all of crazy. his stuff was gone. All of his stuff was gone. Like he never lived there and dad never heard from him. So I'm again, Holy cow. Yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. So it, it could be worse. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. My wow. other roommate was Marcus, and he was like a friend of a friend's friend or something. And I just need I had a I had a space at Canterbury, very sought after, very didn't, sought after. Didn't have a roommate, and then I got like linked up with this dude, and he just like was always hanging out with his girlfriend, and was never really around. But she lived at Canterbury, didn't she? She did, yeah. yeah. So it was really easy for him to pop over. But for me, it was like I just kind of pretended i lived alone but i didn't have to pay like i lived alone so nice so it's pretty it was a sweet deal for me mm-hmm. okay so y'all become friends like year your senior year really yeah, yeah. yeah. so my the year that, that i leave and then anyways we get back and we've been or i got back i moved back from north carolina and grace and i got married and we've just like we hang out nice. uh, there's like this pocket of guys that that uh I'm like super close with in Birmingham and Wood is, is one of those guys that we all live very different non-touching lives, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. 
but I love whenever I get to see them. And right now is one of those times. Um, but a very interesting part about that is Wit is about to move. I am. Wit is a uh, yeah. What, what do you do? Who like? What do you do with your set time? The, set the context yeah. for our listeners as to who you are right now. Uh, so right right now I'm Wit Harrelson. <laughs> I uh, grew up in Vestavia Hills. Mm-hmm. Ding ding. Uh, so grew up in Birmingham. Went to school at Auburn for undergrad. I uh, took two years off after college. Um, knew I wanted to go to med school, and so just kind of did stuff for that. I did some research, and then once I finally got into med school, enter Revelator Myers. Yeah, all of kind of that stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, we became all of us became friends sort of through that. Yeah, two year transition for sure. period for you. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I was there. Was, it was cool because y'all have been like two of my like really best buddies in a transition period, but now it's just like life. Yeah. Um, but now I'm in med school. So med school's four years for people that don't know. The first two, it's like you're studying in the classroom. The second two, you work and really just kind of like rotate through different types of places and um, like different fields of medicine. Yeah. So UAB, they send folks. So we have Birmingham, Huntsville, Montgomery, and Tuscaloosa. Okay. And I got placed in Huntsville for my third year. So Boo. I know it's been trash bad. pandas, brother. Trash pandas, pretty cool. <laughs> That's true. I love raccoons. <laughs> I here's literally a in my life did not know that's what a trash panda was. Yeah, it's a raccoon. Yeah. Have you not seen their mascot? <laughs> I like, that would never have. No. Yeah, it's a raccoon. That's crazy. Wow. Do you have any friends in Huntsville presently, like friends from Auburn, or like do you know of any other people from med school who are going up there who you would ever want to spend any time with? Do you know Mr. Yeah. Hunts? Last name Ville? No. The Ville's name the village is named after Mr. Hunt. Huntsville. There's no way. There's there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so we get like how our class is divided up, we've got like smaller groups that we just do things with throughout the first two years. And so yeah. in my like small group of 20 people, all of them are going to Huntsville plus another group. So there's like oh, probably okay. 40 of us. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, so your whole group gets placed there. Yeah. So there's like, oh. the class has like 200 people. There's like a little under 40 groups. And so I don't. And, and you're, and that is for family medicine, right? No. Or is so that, that just is everyone for, can go or do whatever. That is everything. So we'll do seven rotations, anything from surgery, family medicine, like OBGYN, pediatrics. So it's kind of to give you like a survey of everything is third year. Gotcha. So you do the two-year classroom, surveying like a bunch of different types of medicine. Mm -hmm. Rotations are four to eight weeks. And then fourth year is, you know, say you end up wanting to do whatever specialty, you know, orthopedic surgery. That's where you'll do stuff more tailored to that. Gotcha. So they just don't have... room in birmingham for everyone yeah when what comes after those four years residency residency yeah tell us right that i feel like this is legitimately something that people are curious about and don't know and medical students always are like i don't want to bore you but and it's like you never bore anyone i feel like we're all like like, oh frick because it's like the craziest doctor and doctor as a cultural thing is like one of the like most elite things that you can achieve. That and like so, law school is just so fascinating yeah. to me. I, like the yeah. traditional like successful big deal people in culture are like yeah. lawyers, doctors, and like the number one online MBA in the country. 
kidding. That's just what it's on every billboard. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say seminary, <laughs> seminary degrees are up there too. No, they're not. Um. So what is? Yeah, residency? I, was, I was literally about to say like I don't want to bore y'all because this is like I don't want my one personality trait to be like. We had we, no, we've Madison. established that you have a lot of other personality outside of this. Not multiple personality. We haven't even talked about it. Yeah. You uh, have a multiple personality disorder. <laughs> MPD. I'm not going to comment on that one. I don't. I don't think. Uh, but so not so. <laughs> but I mean, I do. So for the people who don't know Madison necessarily, my wife, she's a PA. So we yeah. like. Dynamic sorry, duo. I'm, that was not. That was not you said flex. my wife. My wife. <laughs> so we like kind of try not to talk about medicine because we met in college in like our classes. And like we were talking about this today. I was like, when we first started dating, I was like, we were like best buddies and our common ground like was school initially. And so when we first started dating, I was like, I don't want to sit there and just like talk with Shelly about the mitochondria being the power. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. The powerhouse yeah. of the cell. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, I don't want to talk about that. Don't want that to be my personality trait now, but it's a big part of what I do. So kind of how I describe medicine is you've got med school and residency, and it's like building a house. Med school, everyone graduates. The people that graduate, they are Dr. Blank. But that like, so it's like you have a house built. So you've got the frame, you've got the doors, all of like the basic parts, but you have no style to the house. There's no color. There's no like black couch, yellow chair, like rug, anything on the wall. So it's not like... Is there any landscaping? Ah, the landscaping comes in later. Okay. So from there, residency is anywhere from three to seven years. And that's where you like style the house. It's where you you know decide what are, like what all you're going to put in there. And so like if you go see an orthopedic surgeon... You break your leg, they have to fix it. So they went to med school, but then they did an orthopedic surgery specific residency. Mm-hmm. Um, like family medicine's three years, neurosurgery is seven. Um, yeah. So that's plastics like, is like the longest, right? Yeah, neurosurgery, plastics, because some of them you do residency and then you have fellowship. Yeah. So it's it's a rabbit hole, but that's kind of that's like a quick gist how it works and you're going to huntsville to do the second part of medical school yes the second part gotcha Uh, and and you said you did eight rotations right yeah i think it's like seven or eight honestly i'm not sure yeah so does that mean there's only like eight areas of medicine no um so i think they're it's like pediatrics so kids yeah family medicine internal medicine obgyn surgery Psych and neuro, or would that be just surgery? See, that's the thing is like you have a neurologist, which is like mm. if you have there's a, a thousand things, so they just like med- manage that with like your meds and stuff like that. But then if you have like a bleed in your brain, then you go to a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. So there's like a thousand different things, like you can have a general surgeon and a pediatric general surgeon and like an endocrine, like hormones and stuff, pediatric surgeon. So like you can keep, Interesting. you can go to school as long as you want. What's mm. crazy about medical world is to me is that it's that the human body is so complex that like you will only focus on like one tiny little part. Yeah. Like someone will go to school for like forever 
mm-hmm. to focus on like just eyeballs. That is right. Or just like it's, the it, knees <laughs> or something. Like that's crazy. And it's also like, crazy too. Like neurologists will go to school for the longest time. And then when a ner- like when surgery goes well, it's like a miracle. It's still a miracle. Yeah. Even though, like, dude, sure. what makes me so AI is mind blowing right now. Yeah. But something I've learned through listening to a couple of different like podcasts with different doctoral level people is the scientific literature is like expanding at a rapid pace right now. Yeah. So much so that some of these doctors who might focus even on something so specific can't really keep up because you can't read like mm-hmm. scientific papers that are like so, so like the most dense types of reading you can do, arguably. Right. You can't just go through and read all these papers all the time. Mm-hmm. So what's so cool and exciting about AI, in my opinion, for medical world is that you could digest those papers at a scale never before possible. Yeah. And then like the breakthroughs that I imagine will probably come from that mm-hmm. are going to be like wild. Yeah. Cause you'll be able to condense all of this like massive amount of information about the human body into something that's digestible for like human beings yeah. at scale. And like, I'm sure the medical world's about to explode once that is for sure fully enforced. I mean, I think, AI is doing crazy things with like research and like you said, condensing stuff, but also like the tech and medicine. Like I know, like I think all of us are like pretty like tapped into tech stuff, at least to some extent, you know, a little bit. Um, I watch Marquise Brownlee. <laughs> Dude, he's cool. Legitimately. He's so cool. Yeah. I was he's watching awesome. a video the other day and he was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm just a YouTuber and a guy that plays Ultimate Frisbee. And then I was like, dude, you have like 11 and a half million. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, you are the like foremost like tech consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's also and- crazy how much like, I feel like any other tech video I watched, they're like, this is new iPhone. <laughs> and yeah, it's some foreign person <laughs> yeah. who doesn't speak very good English. And it's and like, it's just so annoying. And then Marquise is like, yeah, this iPhone kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And he's like, like iPhone is like them. shipping them six thousand yeah. of them, so that and he's shooting it on like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar robot <laughs> camera yeah. or something. And he also, I think he's cool because like I was, I looked. Okay, one person like Stephen has told me this. One personality trait that I think I have, or something that I associate with myself, is my Apple Watch, <laughs> <laughs> which I, you I ironically don't which have. I'm on not today. wearing because honestly, I was like, I'm going to hang out. With Steven's Steven. like, which wearing your Apple Watch? Like, <laughs> yeah, you did, so like, you didn't want to be like this the whole podcast. I left at home. I was like, we were playing pickleball once, and uh-huh. Shelly was out of town, <laughs> and she was supposed to leave at like one o'clock. But it, she was like eating lunch with some girls, and it was like two thirty, and I just hadn't heard from her, which was just like. That's just kind of weird. Like normally she lets me know when she gets on the road and I just uh-huh. like, checked to see where she was and find my friends. And so I kind of was getting to the point of like, is she okay? Yeah. So we were playing pickleball and the classic like Apple watch smack. <laughs> my biggest pet peeve in the world, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, to get the notification to go away. Yeah. I just like was looking down at my watch and I didn't Steven toasted me. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you're the reason why I made up that, that, you you didn't Joke. cause that pet peeve in me. That's, I'll tell you who caused that pet peeve in me is my father. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Really? Dude. Yeah. Talking to my dad like about some serious stuff, and he's like, "Oh wait, wait one second. Somebody's at the front door." 
He always and says like, that. I don't know why he's always like, checking his rain cam. Why is your, like, yes, you order, you, like, our mom orders Amazon every day of her life. Yeah. That is why someone's at our door. It's because yeah. we got more coloring books for her second grade class. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same it's because thing because you're having time. an issue with plumbing, and you called the plumber, and the plumber's <laughs> here now. <laughs> Probably like three hours late, but yeah. he's there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's parental hurt, so okay. thank you for no, just, like, exposing Shane, that. Well, well, Shane, that is, Shane is very, he, he, he fixates, and he focuses really well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I, I admire that about him, but it is sometimes a flaw because you might ask him a question and then he gets an email notification and he's like on the email. There. Yeah. And then like the conversation you were having with him, me and Sam like standing in his office facing him, talking to him. Yeah. He's gone. He's gone. And then yeah. me and Sam are like, did he just hear that? And then we're like, oh, there he goes. And then we just leave. And he like we say that out loud right across the desk from him. But yeah, that's he that's has a innate ability to do that like right before a punchline in a story too. Yeah. Oh, or I'll like brutal. say the punchline, he'll be like, wait, wait, one second. What would you but, just say? But the reason why I admire that is because he can sit down and like focus and do work for like extended periods of time. Yeah. Like yeah. with no distraction, <laughs> which is a skill, this but almost to a fault yeah. that sometimes he does like ignore people around him. We got to camp out here for a second because this is this is crazy. So I, the question I've been asking this week, which I'd love to hear y'all's answer on this later, but the question I've been asking this week is: if everyone you ever met, if everyone that you have ever met in your life is in a room, who would you go look for? And this is you can't be like you can't say your significant other or a family member, yeah, because that would be. You know, obviously, yeah. you'd probably just go hang out with your wife. But, like, if everyone you had ever met in your room, like, who would you go look for? As AKA, like, for me, like... Is it, like, people be, who were friends or just, like, anyone? Anyone you've, you've ever met like, in yeah. your whole life, dead or alive. Yeah, so, for okay. me, like, Nick Saban, I've, like, met him. Or yeah. that could be an answer. Like, I got yeah. He's not my answer. My first, my first thought was, like, if you have a celebrity, yeah. you... That's probably yeah, It makes another. you think about... So, anyways, I was talking to Joel Brooks, <laughs> who's Mars and I... Like he's our pastor, yeah, he's pastor of Redeemer Community Church. He's just a he's a fascinating person, yeah. And uh, he was like, "Oh, I, I know mine," and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay, who is it?" <laughs> and he was like, "He was like, oh, uh, random guy. Uh, I met him on an Indonesian island one time, uh, and yeah." I was like, what's his name? He's like, I don't remember. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, why did you want to like? Why do you want to go like talk to him? And, and he was like. I just find it so fascinating that he lives here and he's a, um, what's a um, Muslim priest? It's like a sh- Shakara sh- or Shakara. Sh- it might be just a Shah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but it, if there's ever like a, like a, um, a, a, like a piece of land that has a mosque on it, it doesn't matter what the population is. Like if it's in a like Muslim run country, if it's like in a place where any sort of population lives, it could be five people. They have to build a mosque there by law, and there ha- and wherever there's a mosque, there has to be a a, a shah, like a huh. priest. And he is the shah on this island where twelve people live, wow. just off the coast of Indonesia, like one mile off the coast. Fascinating. Wow. And Joel was talking to him one time, and he was like, "Ah, oh, man, like, like, what do you do?" And he was like, "Well, I sit in my hammock um, and kind of look at the sky. <laughs> That's all he does." And wow. because none of the people on the island like really practice Islam, I guess I don't I don't know. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, dude, like you must be such a deep thinker. Like you sit in on your hammock and look at the sky <laughs> you all day." Pontificate so much. And he was like, "No, like I really don't think about anything." And Joel literally was like, 
Wait, you're telling me right now, every day of your life, you wake up, lay in your hammock, and you don't think about anything. And he was like, yeah, I kind of just go blank. Holy cow. Just vibing, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? But I, that, that is unreal. That, I've never thought about this, but like my my dad, I was talking to him the other day, and he was, and we were just talking about my dad and how he has this like crazy ability to work for like crazy amounts of hours at a time. Yeah. And, uh, but it's because he's built it up like day after day after day for years. Yeah. And, uh, and like one of the main things, one of the main reasons that my dad's like scared to retire is because he doesn't know what he's going to do with his time, which yeah. is like something that a lot Super of older fair. men like mm -hmm. fall into because they're like, it's not like necessarily identity association or anything. They just like but don't I mean, know what to do. Like he probably yeah. spends like 10 or 12 hours a day working. Yeah. So and it's like, weird. What do you does fill it, that you know? space with? So it's just this daunting thing. But I think about that in the polar opposite. Like, I was like thinking about it, and I was like, I don't know if that's impressive or not. Because in order to get to that level of like inner peace or whatever you yeah. call it, for you to just like literally not care about anything, I'm like, what that says about your conscience? What is what that says about like your like morality? Like what that says like about your like worth as a human? I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, he's literally making zero impact. Yeah. But he's like gone through the Quran school and like became a, a priest yeah. in the Muslim like religion. And it was, it's just a fascinating thing. It, it, yeah. I could, I could think about it all day long. It's, it's, I can't, I can't understand. Like to some extent, it's hard to understand people who are very different from you. Like that's just like a universal human thing. Like yeah. sometimes it's just hard to relate. And I cannot understand that yeah. at all all in any way because i am always thinking about something yeah always and i'm always like thinking in a particular direction you know and yeah. like aspiring to things and like dreaming and, and vision for life is like constantly running through my head and so to be able to just sit yeah and mm -hmm. i can't even really sit and do nothing because i always want to be like doing mm -hmm. something and working towards something yeah even if it's like even if it's working towards like rest or something like on a Saturday, I'm trying to actively not work by doing something that is like enjoyable to me, doing a puzzle, watching a show, playing a game or something along those lines, you know, mm -hmm. I can't imagine just sitting and, and doing nothing. Yeah. I, I would, that would be terrible for me. It kind of, it makes me think in a way of like, first thing that came to mind was like monks of them, yeah. like sitting in solitude and like solace and just like, persevering but I, I feel like it's different of just like just vibing like he's not considering mm. like, i mean from the sounds of it it's not like he's considering yeah, his faith like, and just sitting there monks like pray yeah, yeah, and they like, they, like do things together they like, study together they like I, I, from my understanding they have like community involvement in like whatever village they live in mm -hmm. which it's just it's just crazy to think about mm. like he just yeah. chills every day That's he probably wild. has like family or something that he like but I don't know. I still don't know. I don't. I still don't know my answer to that question. I don't know who would you walk up to. I don't either. How long is this moment? Like, is it like? I don't. Five I don't know. Does that change your answer? <laughs> In a way, if it's like, if it's not, the, I have like one. Look, man, it's it's cool if it's Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> at, at one point. Man, I wish I'd met Donald Trump so uh, I could say Donald Trump. 
Tommy Tyrell uh, is a current senator for the state of Alabama. He also was the coach for Auburn, which is where we went to college. Anyways, I'm a terrible. I mean, I feel like I would just say one of my friends. You know, it would be yeah. like one of you guys, or like David Bazilia, or Jack Sullivan, or Elijah. Blake Watley, Elijah. Yeah, yeah like I, f- I feel like my answer is going to be. I look around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's some childhood friends. There's like the three famous people I've ever met. There's, but there'd be like probably like like thousand, two thousand, three thousand people. I've, in the yeah, room. I think I've probably like maybe even more. I don't know. I've yeah, I've probably met. I mean, five thousand people in my life, maybe more. Because like, I'm just thinking about my parents' friends. Mm-hmm. I met one time the like I went to summer camp. Oh yeah. Like back to back years for most of like yeah. high school. Oh yeah. I did boys state. Probably <laughs> met like <laughs> 40 state. people there. Did you do boys state? I did not. That yeah. wasn't. Dude, like, boys state was like the worst. One of the worst Dude. things I did in high school. I never thought about this. My, my, one of my best friends in high school, Tucker, who we're actually having on the podcast tomorrow. Um, next week. He dated. <laughs> next week. Uh, uh yeah next next week stay tuned but um we we like he did boy state and he um he like met a a girl i guess through a dude but anyway she went to vestavia i don't remember her name but you probably know her vestavia ding there's no ding yeah i'll try and figure out her name tomorrow whenever i'll be like hey tucker uh who's that girl (laughs) (laughs) but uh in my answer did I honestly you just saying summer camp kind of like well so first off cop out answer John Mark Comer I would go yeah, talk to him yeah. for a long time I couldn't think of any like uh-huh. authors or people that I really admire right now who I've actually met mm-hmm. yeah I got the chance to meet John Mark Comer in North Carolina one time and it was it was a great experience but anyways uh there's this one dude whenever I worked at camp in Washington name was daniel silva his camp name was burke because he had 10 pairs of birkenstocks holy cow that <laughs> and this, was, this is this is pre birkenstock clout i'll be honest he wore birkenstocks a lot before that's they crazy cool. and uh that is like anyways. a thousand dollars worth of birkenstocks. No, like legitimately it's probably more <laughs> yeah no Bur- but burke like and i were homies at camp like yeah. i probably go i probably go say what's up to he texted me this week too wow and uh at that point in my life when i was working there i had this like pipe dream of opening up a grilled cheese coffee shop because <laughs> yeah. it would be like a lunch vibe and you wouldn't have to play yeah it was like a way to get people there during like the afternoon so that i could play like more fun music so it wouldn't yeah. have to be like morning time mm-hmm. like you know like folk music or something i don't know what you have to play in the morning but it's not like fun music french jazz yeah and another this, thing that i would get in trouble for playing at revelator was yeah, like was, jazzy mm. chill music yeah. I at like six ten one morning and they were playing like metal music yeah no, uh, it was like it was like immediately 2000s punk rock at like 6 a.m yeah and i was like holy uh, cow dude i just woke up please <laughs> please no can we please chill for just a second <laughs> please no yeah no <laughs> But the uh, Burke texted me this week, and he was like, he lives in Arizona, and he was like, just I just want to let you know, I'm sitting in a coffee shop that specializes in grilled cheese and is playing Tame Impala. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. It's the first time he's texted me in three years. Yeah. He texted me that this week, and I was like, oh my gosh. I think the like camp best friend. Oh yeah, is like maybe peak, like. Oh yeah, it's so much fun, dude. Especially yeah. like I, sometimes camp is so lonely. 
Yeah. Having like one. But you find that like one dude. Yeah. There was a guy. I worked at a, a can of cook. <coughs> Shout out can of cook. Shout out can of cook. West. Uh, <laughs> after my freshman year of college. And I met this guy named Joey. And Joey was like, he was probably like five or six years older than me at the time. But I was like the camera guy. So I wasn't doing. I didn't know that. You're like, a photographer? Yeah, I was a photographer. And I found that oh. I could. So the goal every day was to like get a picture of every kid if possible you know let the parents know that they're chilling they're doing well mm-hmm. and then you know after that we have like our minute say we needed to take like 200 pictures get them of the kids so i kind of figured out that i could work the first three hours of the day super hard and then i could just chill mm. for the rest yeah. of the day and so joey awesome. became one of my best buddies and like probably three or four weeks into it i found out what his family did because he mentioned at one point that his like dad was the number two sail fisher in the world. Okay. And I was like... Sail like boat fisherman? No, so... Sorry. Swordfish, not sailfish. Okay. Swordfish. He was... Like, they had this yacht. And I was like, Joey's family has to do something really interesting. And so we were just kind of talking. And his dad or grandfather or something started, like, the concept of online college. Wow. And then sold that to like Pearson mm-hmm. and I think it worked out financially for them. And so now Probably. they're wow. They swordfish, <laughs> but Joey and I just like it can't best friends. Wow. That dude, Anyone. that dude's probably set. Yeah. Okay. I have a game for us to play. Knock, knock. Wit. Yeah. What is a, um, you know how you can get different things put in your coffee? Yeah. Um, do you remember the drink Cap Daddy? Yeah. Do you remember what what sort of thing we put in the Cap Daddy to make it sweeten up? Honey. Mm-hmm. And then the other the other word I want you to try and find is um, maybe maybe what the temperature is out in the summer. Hot. Mmm. Hot honey. So this is a little game. Uh, Okay. There's a there's a little story. Okay. All right. So, girl walks into coffee shop, and she walks up and she gets a like honey latte, oat milk, iced something like that. She gets it. She goes to her table. Mm-hmm. She drinks it. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that drink? Whenever she orders it and sits down and drinks it, what do you know? Does it have to do with like ice in the milk? <laughs> okay, no, this is <laughs> honey in the. I don't think I'm tracking. Okay, well, all right, well, I, I'll just uh, go ahead and I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and tell the story. So, uh, I try I tried to get her on the I tried to get her on the podcast today, Claire, but um, Claire Kennedy, not Claire Allen. Sorry, but my my friend Claire went to Cala when you were working there. Uh huh. And oh my gosh, I do know <laughs> what this is, dude. Oh man, I have a bad history of doing like stupid things. <laughs> Will you tell us this story from your perspective, please? Uh, yeah, so I we like we had the summer off between school, first year and second year. So I was just like, I'd love to work at in med shop. school, so yeah. like last summer in med school. And the thing that you typically do in school breaks is get a job at a coffee shop mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. So my third personality trait. But yeah, so <laughs> Kala 
it was I had fun working there. Like the owners were super involved. It was great. But there were seven and a half million different types of syrup. Yeah. And it was probably pretty early on. It was probably the first couple of days I had worked there and someone ordered a, apparently a honey drink and I saw a bottle of honey sitting there. Hot honey doesn't look that different from regular honey. I, there was a bunch of different syrup bottles. There was like a maple syrup bottle. So I was like, that's kind of brown, but not like amber like honey yeah. is. And so I just grabbed the bottle of honey sitting there and there was a hot drink. Like at Sidetrack, we had one that had, um, it was like chocolate, a little bit of lemon and a little bit of cayenne. And so it's not like the most foreign idea to put like hot honey in a drink. Yeah. But it was there for tacos. And if someone wanted a drink, so she just ordered it and I made it and she came back up and she was like, hey, I think this is like, this is like spicy. And I was like, this is kind of the second time I've had this like realization in my time in coffee. The other time is a story I'll tell super quickly, but yeah, I was like, what in the world? Like it's spicy. And then like the people working with me started laughing at me and I put like, I think she asked for it maybe a little sweet or something. Maybe, yeah. not, but like I probably put way too much of the hot honey cause it's pretty uh -huh. strong. Yeah. And, um, she, Yeah. Hot honey latte. Yeah, it was a hot honey latte. That's really funny. Yeah. Steven left. I, I, I didn't know that story. I just knew he texted me beforehand and said he wanted to talk about that story. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I felt bad. I, when I was at um, Caveat, the coffee shop Steven and I worked at, I think yeah. I told you the story, but um, I didn't properly learn how to close uh -huh. because there, it was just like a staffing thing. And so the night before, so it was the 23rd of Christmas Eve, or the 23rd of December, I was closing. And the first time I saw someone close, they just put a scoop of some powder into like the coffee, like the... Uh, like Kafiza or something? Um, the AirPods. The things that the co they make like batch coffee into. You yeah, pour yeah. It out of yeah. The cup. So I just saw her put a scoop in there and never saw her put water in it. And I was like, great. Closed, put the scoop in there, put no water in there. So I show up the next morning. This is Christmas Eve of probably 2018. The girl had gotten there that I was working with before me. She makes the coffee. First customer comes in, sits down. I remember he came in with a bag of like bananas <laughs> and a book <laughs> and he got a black coffee. A and, bag of bananas? Yeah, it was like four bananas in a bag. He just Holy sat cow. there. This is a caveat? This is a caveat. And so the coffee was already made. He was like, no. hey, I'm going to get a black coffee. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Pour the coffee, hand it to him in the cup. He sits, lets it cool, comes back 10 minutes later and he's like, hey, this is like, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. He was probably like, 70. He's like, I'm really sorry, but this is like salty. And my first thought was like, this guy hey. I was like, are you kidding me right now? And so I was like, well, fine, I'll try it. And so I poured some in a cup and it hit my tongue. And as it hit my tongue, I go, oh my gosh, I put that scoop of powder into the coffee pot and you made, you made the I coffee, put no water in it. So there was no weight to it when she picked it up. Uh. She made the coffee in it. And all of that like chemical cleaner stuff came out oh, in his man. cup. And so oh. I was like, sir, I am so sorry. I'm going to refund you right now. And I'm going to go call poison control. And so I went and called him and it, I th they said it seemed fine. And we were just like, please call That's back. That's scary. Yeah. I felt awful. It was like, oh brutal. my gosh. And he called back later that day and said he was like a little lightheaded, but I think it worked out. Was it the guy that came um, and read his newspaper? Like first yeah, customer it was actually, yeah, he kept coming good. So I guess he's fine. 
Didn't scare him off. We had one guy that would show up every single morning, first customer, and he didn't always bring bananas, but he, he did always bring. He did always bring newspaper, and then he would um, he would get us to heat up the mug ahead of time. Yeah, and then get it super hot, and then he would put a stack or like part of his newspaper on top of it. So it would no no well, he would ask for a plate that's what it was and he would keep his plate on top of the coffee mug so he could keep it as really? hot as he could and then he would drink like it would take him probably an hour and a half to drink a whole cup of coffee and uh, I'm surprised about, he didn't just bring a thermos that honestly would have been smart but I think he yeah. really liked drinking out of a mug yeah but he would at like 30, 45 minutes he would bring it to us and he would say hey I know that this ruins the flavor of the coffee but will you go microwave this and we would every single day like he. He, we would just nuke it for him like and he would just because he really wanted like super hot coffee and which like I, I guess i get i mean he just i guess he just wanted the comfort of but i mean all summer long he would do that and all winter long wow but fascinating. Oh, okay. i remember I, I like i knew his name whenever he was there but mm-hmm. jerry yeah it was jerry he's jerry now jerry Mm-hmm. There's an older gentleman who goes to a um, little professor all the time and he wears one of those like reporter caps, you know, mm-hmm. his name is Jerry. Wow. It's, I'm determined to become friends with him. I've met him once. Mm. All right. Well, we're about to transition into uh, my favorite segment. Um, and this segment is because we respect and we love our female listeners. Mm. Did you look at the demographics in our first few weeks, do we? How many female listeners do we have? We are sixty-two percent male, thirty-eight percent female. We're trying to. Check. We're thirty-eight percent. We're trying nice. to grow that number. Mm. That's pretty okay. solid. So, that's about if if I'm doing the math correctly, that's about a hundred girls mm-hmm. listening to this yeah. podcast, and that's that's pretty awesome to me. So, yeah. those hundred girls, lean in for our segment that I am officially coining: "Lean In Girls." <laughs> <laughs> Because we're about to talk about pop culture. And what we do in Lean In Girls section is I Google pop culture news. And the first thing that pops up on the news section, we're going to talk about. Can I guess? Actually, that actually might be kind of fun. (sighs) These kind of suck. Let's just do this one and then we'll we'll see if it actually works. Um. Oh, the 1999 Project, a 25th anniversary celebration of the year that changed pop culture. That's the first one. Mm. All right, so in 1999, uh, let's see what this is. Let's see what this is getting at right here. Let's see. When you think about it, the year as applied to culture is an arbitrary signpost. No film's principal production is a deter- Okay, this is like kind of a lot. Hmm... 1999 was 25 years ago. It was right before Y2K. Yeah. Everyone thought we were going to die. Mm-hmm. Kind of like today. Up. Everyone thinks we're going to die because the earth's going to get the environment all out of whack. <laughs> Actually, you were going to do a new thing. Pop culture news, TMZ. TMZ. Let's I get feel the, like that's going to have some good content. Yeah. Mm. That's going to be juicy. I'm trying to think if I know of any pop culture things going on right now. Ariana Grande just came up with a new album. That's one, yeah. I saw that on my Spotify. Yeah. I feel like all my pop culture stuff is from like three months ago. All right, here's one about Offset. Offset is a rapper in Migos and also is the husband of Cardi B. Yeah. 
He has a Michael Jackson tattoo. Or so offsets Michael Jackson tattoo questions. Michael Jackson tattoo questions annoy. Oh wait, <laughs> he's passed away. I was gonna say. I, think I was gonna he was say the he's the one, the one that's passed yeah, away. Yeah, I think he was oh, the one gosh, that died. I'm sorry for yeah, Offset yeah, fans. That was so Dang. Sad. Have y'all seen the? Sorry, oh man. Okay, so his Michael Jackson tattoo questions annoys annoys his daughter Paris and her her daughter his daughter Paris. This is a quote from her answering questions about his Michael Jackson tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's not really my business. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why are people asking about his Michael Jackson tattoo? Um, that's a great question. It's just like, what's it matter? Mm. Let's see. That's how I feel about most like pop culture go- gossip stuff. Yeah. I'm like, why do you care? For sure. You know? Um, yeah, she just said like, it's none of her business. That's literally all she said. But I don't know why people were asking about it. I'm, tr- I'm really trying to read here right now. Mm. Uh, it's a, it was a tribute to Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. There you go. There you go, ladies. There you go, ladies. <laughs> Thank you for leaning in. I feel like it could have been better than that, but uh, my dad uh, saw the Jackson Five live in wow. Monroe, Louisiana. Come wow, on. How about that. Come on. Um, Lil Tay is not dead after her Instagram hack, which I'd assume revealed that she was dead. Wow. I don't know who Lil Praise Tay is, Lord. but all right, let's see. Pop culture news. What's another word I can put in? Celebrities. Celebrity oh, I, gossip. I know something that was in the news. Maybe that's a better celebrity gossip should be my Google. There was mm-hmm. a Jewish synagogue in New York City that um, it was recently found that they had been digging tunnels from the synagogue oh, underneath. I've heard about that. To another building across the way. I think it was supposedly a women's center or something along For those lines. Why? That's uh, no one really kind of gets it. Oh, here's a here's a big one. Um, Kylie Jenner's car photographed at Timothy Chalamet's home amid Whoa. dating speculation. I really feel like Which it's not cars? speculation anymore. I was gonna say she's got so that's many. true. Honestly, she got, she it's got probably cars. the khaki Rolls Royce. Yeah, but it's not really like speculation. Like there's tons of videos of them making out in public. Like it's not really we're not speculating that is insane. here. They're for sure dating. But not Facebook official yet. I guess Making not. Making out in public. Well, I is mean, is that a marker of a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just like really good friends. All right, here we go. TMZ reports that the pair were spotted getting tacos on Thursday. Mm. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's actual. Oh, wait, are, LA staple Tito's tacos. We are currently making a podcast, and therein we are sort of trying to garner an audience. But I really, really hope that I'm never so famous that like people are taking pictures of me Reporting going to get lunch. It was an SUV. G-Wagon? Uh, she was sitting in the backseat. There was a driver, so I imagine it's probably a Tahoe. Yeah, probably Escalade. Or a Cadillac. A Chevrolet Escalade. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty much it. Uh, um, I feel like there has to be something about uh, Lil Nas's new album, or song. dude, he had a really funny Instagram post that was like marketing his funny collaboration with Crocs. 
It was <laughs> oh, funny. No. It was. It looked like some like meme account had made it, and it was like, "Are you really sad and depressed?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then it was like, "Buy these Crocs." And then it like whips him around, and his outfit changes, and then he has, oh he has these Crocs on, and he's like. Thanks, Crocs and Lil Nas X. I'm not depressed anymore. Have we talked about the Have we talked about this about Stanley Cups on here yet? I've got. I don't know, but I just learned about a little something about them recently. So you you bringing up Crocs made me think about this. So the old CEO of Crocs left Crocs and became the CEO of Stanley. Mm. And the first thing that he did, or she, I don't know if, what what it is, uh, or who who it was that was the CEO, is they put. Stanleys, they shipped Stanleys to all of like the Utah Mormon mom yeah. bloggers. Yeah, that is, this is so what I smart. learned about. Yeah, like so the YouTubers of like the like you know like the blonde headed like whether yeah. it's moms or like well I guess Indy Blue's a mom now too, but like the really famous vloggers in Utah, they all had Stanleys, and that's how the, it was. It, it's all because like I, I was thinking about it the other day and. Obviously, because I watched like the social network or whatever that movie was called, the social dilemma, the the oh, documentary yeah. Netflix had where they talk about like and the block voting thing that they, like what was that documentary called? Do you remember? Uh, it was like it was like reflecting on the twenty twenty election, and they're talking about how like there's these marketing programs that um like kind of take advantage of voters through social media and stuff. So I think about that because I'm like, like Stanleys are great. I'm not a Stanley hater, but to me, it's like how did a like how did a cup become so like so prevalent similarly to like crocs because i'm not a crocs hater but like like why are we talking about this so much you know i mean you got i learned about um that that whole marketing strategy recently in a podcast i was listening to from a business perspective so the stanley company has apparently been around for like 100 years or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and they were kind of like carhartt where it was like the workman's like coffee mug thing because it keeps coffee hot for so long or keeps you know ice drinks cold for like forever like i got like a camping pour over set from them like yeah five years ago and so it it was it was strange that they did this like branding pivot to like colorful stuff for ladies but what happened was they did they did that they shipped them all out to all these moms and all these moms were like these are awesome but these are like they're maroon and like dark green and stainless steel and they're like we need like purple we need pink we need like fun colors yeah okay we need colors okay and so they they like created a whole new color range and all these crazy colors and just like exploded and I think over the course of like two or three years, they went from seventy-five million dollars in revenue to, to seven hundred and fifty million dollars in revenue. Wow! Like Goodness. completely exploded their brand. I heard. I heard the number was three billion. Is how much their company's worth now? Yeah, revenue is like the gross amount of money that they brought in for the year, which would which would Freaking mean like nuts. Yeah, the, the value yeah, of the company is yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, like I heard that it was a, uh, it was like, it was like a $125 million company and now it's a $3 billion company. And it's because of like, it's crazy to me. And 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 it's it's like one great grand slam, big marketing move. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, that it's crazy. Like, and it's wild to me because you think about it from the business perspective and like that guy, I don't know if this is weird ever not you know but like that guy just like shipped it through social media bloggers and stuff it's like i'm not saying that guy's dumb 
at all. He's a genius for doing that. It was yeah, very successful. Brilliant. But like, does it, does that mean that all of like everyone who's ever bought a Stanley just because like other people have Stanleys, they had like weird reasoning to buy Stanleys? It's like they were only buying because it's a good cup for sure. But like, if it's only just because it's a good cup, that means though there's plenty of good cups. So that means people might be buying Stanleys just because other people have Stanleys. And is that a bad reason to buy, to buy a cup? You know, I don't, I don't think so. Mm. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I bought a hydro flask cause I saw yeah. a lot of people around me had hydro flasks. I was about to say, I feel like you have to make a good product. Like if Stanleys yeah. were trash, yeah, nobody would thing. buy them. You yeah. know, I'm like anybody who has one or a knockoff or whatever. They're like, I'm sure it's not like, Bobby Boucher, I love water. It has to be <laughs> as cold as, as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they have to make a good product. And then like, think about all these tennis shoes that in my opinion, I think they look terrible. Mm. Like think of all the like designer tennis shoes. Oh yeah. I don't like love Gucci how they shoes. Look. And yeah. Stuff? Like Gucci yeah. shoes. Like it's, what like, do you think about golden gooses? I actually only call them gray gooses. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, I think, I feel like for designer shoes, golden gooses are, are not that, I feel like they're more like European inspired. Like, yeah, but like Louis Vuitton, like boots. Yeah. yeah. Like like, big, like like chunky, like shoes that people wear. Like, I feel like people buy those. I would say purely for status because like I see those and I don't pay attention to like the luxury shoe lines and I'm like, oh, that's like a Balenciaga. Yeah. If you like looked at socks, you know, Nike blazers and Nike that were shaped that way and they were both the same price. I would get you. Everyone would get Nike. That's kind of how I think about it. So I feel like, I mean, it's like the, I feel like you find out about them because everyone's got it. And then you have like this product that works like they look good. They're like sleek, not like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, like Myers said, cups have kind of always, cups, bottles have always been like an accessory. Like think Nalgene, Yeti cups, Hydro Flask, all of those. So I feel like, I don't feel like that's bad. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing to me though. It's like like that work. That that, that guy's a freaking genius though. Yeah. I'm glad that they don't do that with like everything because well, I guess you couldn't do it with everything. I wonder I wonder which companies have tried to do that and failed. That's yeah, what I would I love think to see it, that I list. think it proves you have to have a really good product. Because mm-hmm. if Stanley sucked, then those influencers would have gotten them and been like, You know who okay. you know who's been trying to do that for a long time and is failing? Nord VPN. <laughs> They're on every single they YouTube are. ad ever. Yeah. Like internet who's the internet it's like it's not McC- Express McC- VPN. Not that one. It's like a, it's red. Wait, it's a VPN though. No, it's like a internet, like a virus scanner. McCall, not McAllister. It's like a oh, sandwich shop. Yeah, McAllister. McAllister sandwich shop has been doing this like crazy. Yeah, dude. McAllister's. They're shipping a bunch yeah. of sandwiches to no, Utah. Like, there's a there's a good way to like. I think Stanley doing that is kind of like a guerrilla marketing thing, where it's like mm-hmm. that that didn't cost them very much to just send some water bottles. I don't know how much a Stanley costs, but even yeah. like at retail costs, like they're not that expensive. Yeah. That's like guerrilla marketing. But then like what is now, I, I, this is something I'm really interested in right now is, is where we're at in marketing because most things, most like internet things have devolved into just an advertising platform. Yeah. And so now like, I don't know how many ads I get on a YouTube video, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like two back to back. And then it's every so often to where now we're just kind of back to TV again, you know? Yeah. Like part of why people stopped watching TV, like cable TV was we have to watch 15 minutes of ads 
for every 30 minute long mm-hmm. show we watch mm-hmm. and then streaming came out and it was like i can watch one ad at the beginning or even at the beginning no ads at all you know i was watching youtube on my apple tv the other day paused the video and the screen like zoomed out and an ad came on until i pressed play again like yeah. it was like ritz crackers yeah. during your break and I was like, whoa. And now I'm yeah. like, this this is not A, this can't be that successful for these companies at this point anymore. Like yeah. now we're all annoyed by ExpressVPN and Athletic Greens and yeah. all these companies that advertise everywhere. It. I'm sure that someone's buying it and that's why they're advertising. But like mm-hmm. to me, I am now more likely to not buy these things because I'm so tired of hearing their ads. Yeah. over and over and over again and i really wonder like what the future of advertising is going to be now marketing is going to be now mm-hmm. because i think this is becoming such a headache and yeah. i'm now getting to the point where i'm making enough money where i will probably start paying for like youtube premium or whatever so i mm-hmm. don't have to see ads because i'm just so that, like i'm in the middle of watching fred again boiler room and it's like getting, building up to like this crazy like hype drop or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like freaking. It's like, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Welcome to Cricket Wireless. <laughs> yeah. Mint Mobile. <laughs> or, yeah. And I'm like, dude, like it just it literally made me mad. That happened to me like twice. I'm never gonna get Mint Mobile now. Yeah. I hate you, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I feel like market. Like I think something that always catches my eye or something I see like in movies that I think's cool is when you like see a movie and they're exclusively like Mercedes driven. Like Mercedes yeah. is paying yeah. for that. Very Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Iron Man. Dude, yeah. That I even okay. This is not maybe this is not that hot of a take. As a dude, cold take. Lukewarm take. Cold take, Shreveport, Louisiana sucks. Yeah. All right, what's your cold take? Um, I like the Barbie movie. <laughs> okay, that's not a cold. I like the fine. Barbie movie too. Yeah. Have you all seen There it? was a lot of branding in the Barbie movie. There's a, a lot, lot of branding, of branding. and there's, there's a decent amount of politicalness. A lot of politics, but there was like some stuff said that I was like, dang. Like, it would be impossible to make that movie without being political. Though. I mean, I think that was the point of it, of like the yeah. monologue that she goes on of like being a woman, like you have to be like like loud enough but this like you talk about your kids but then like if you talk about them too much then you're like only a mom and all these things i was like dang i thought that i thought it was well done yeah whenever i was in the movie theater and everybody like cheered after that i was just like i'm just so numb to like political outrage at this point i'm like yeah uh, but then again I'm, I'm, i'm a male so i can't really even speak right now i should shut up yeah you're not allowed to say anything yeah because you're they should make a G.I. Joe movie about ta- toxic masculinity. The Mojo Dojo Casa House. Mm-hmm. Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that movie had a lot of GM products. It had like the brand new yeah. Chevy Bolt and the new Hummer EV, and That's then the right. old the old Chevy Corvette that was also electric. Yeah. Um. That that was our segment that we like to call great marketing. Yes. Great marketing. Great Honestly, marketing that you saw. That way, that is legitimately <laughs> one of our segments. Yeah. We also low-key did a little bit of Myers business in there, too. Yeah. Which brings us business. to our next segment, which is my favorite segment, which is Myers Sports. I love Myers Sports. I think this is gonna be this is gonna be the sound effect for it. EA Sports. It's in the game. MA Sports. Myers Allen Sports. Myers Allen Sports. It's in the game. All right, here we go. So today we're going to be talking about golf. Okay. Mm. My dad's so, favorite sport. So I, I am assuming this statistic 
takes in like you have to play a certain amount of rounds in order to be a part of a tour season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Scotty Scheffler finished the 2022 tour season with an adjusted scoring average of 68.63, which is four under. Really good. Okay. Um, uh, for reference, for those people who don't golf, the average golfer, like normal people, like that, if you play golf regularly, if you're like a golfer, you're shooting around a 90. Yeah. And and a good and golfer, he, a good normal person golfer, like if you have a friend who's like, oh, they're really good at golf, they're probably shooting like even par. They're probably shooting 70, like 72, 75. 72. Yeah. Okay. What's your best round, Steven? My best round is an 80. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that because I used to be really bad. I'd be very proud of that. And this guy shot 60. And this guy on average shot a 68. Okay. So that this four under par. Yeah. And 72 is like the number of swings total in 18 holes of golf. So yeah. like a par four means that if you hit four times, you mm-hmm. are like. You what, did good. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Now, I don't want to say expected on it. Yeah, good. Can I ask one other clarifying question? Yeah. Does every golf course have 72 swings? Most. Like highlights. I think on a tour, on a on tour. I think you have to adjust your course to okay. have seventy-two. Yeah. Okay. For I never knew that actually. I might be wrong about that because I I don't know. Anyways, yeah. But so it's an adjusted scoring average. So okay. I guess that's right. So sixty-eight. That is the seventh best single season mark of all time. A sixty-eight. Tiger Woods holds the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. <laughs> Holy cow! Best single season. Mark. So he has had seven, or sorry, of the top seven seasons, he has the top six, and all of them are better than sixty. An average score of a sixty-eight. Wow. Okay, Nuts. so this the first guy you said he's he's the seventh. He's yeah. like the best of the best he's, right now. Yeah, okay. Scottish Scheffler is like the best golfer in the world right now. Okay, and that guy. What is Tiger Woods's best one? Does it say? Mm-mm, it okay. doesn't. I have another one for you here. Are you ready for this? From 1997 through 2009, there are 52 players with 100 or more rounds in major championships. And every single, there's four major championships a year. And in those major championships, there's four rounds. So you can make, you can at most have 16 rounds per year. Yeah. But in that like 10 year or 12 year period, there's 52 players with 100 or more rounds. And that, and that was like Tiger Woods prime. So the best cumulative scores amongst those people who had 100 or more rounds in that group were Ernie Els ha- shot 118 over. Um, Phil, Mickelson, Phil Mickelson shot 99 over. And Tiger Woods shot 134 under par. Wow. So this is for what again? This was all of his rounds together oh, like from the years of 1997 till 2009. So okay. the prime of his career. Okay. So in the prime of his career, he was 250 strokes better than every single other golfer. Or sorry, then, then the second best golfer Holy in his era. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and every other player in the group was at least two hundred and seventy-five plus shots behind Woods. Wow! So he was like that. Just gave a lot of context to me about why he's the best. Mm-hmm. The numbers don't lie. That's like hearing the difference between like a million and a billion seconds. Yeah, like yeah. a million seconds yeah. is like eleven days. A billion seconds is like thirty-one years. Wow. Yeah. So here I wow. got I got one more for you. I'm All still right. I'm still hung up on that first one. 
Yeah, it, it gets better. So the win percentage by an outright 54-hole leader on the PGA Tour um, in the last 10 seasons. So 54, there's... Um, three rounds. There's this, so That's three rounds of a four-day tournament. So how many holes... Are, a, wait, how many is... 50, what's 54 plus 18? Is that 72? 54 plus 18 is... Yeah. 72. Yeah. So there's 72 holes Steven in a whole tournament. Yeah. One thing I've learned... I'm sorry to interject. <laughs> this One, is funny. <laughs> I would like to propose a bit... Okay. A segment potentially. A segment is going to be called Stephen Math. In in episode <laughs> one, one I was in I was sitting in the Starbucks drive thru. In episode one, they're talking, I think, with Jake. We're talking mm-hmm. to Jake and about Cole. Yeah. disc golf. Uh-huh. And at one point he says like a par you're talking about like the average yardage of a par four, par three, something like that. And he says, on average, it's four hundred and fifty yards. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. And Steven goes, um, that's like 1.2 football fields. <laughs> Wait, I did not. There's no you said, way. You 450 said, yards. You said, yes. You said, how many football fields is that, Steven? No, 400, sorry, no, 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 450 no, no, no. feet. No, 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 I'm sorry. He said it was 450 feet. And okay. you were like, yeah, that's like 1.2 football fields. <laughs> so how many football fields is that? 450 feet? How many football fields? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no calculator. Brain power. I, that was my brain power. 1.2 f- football fields. I think it's one and a half. It is exactly one and a half. Yeah. 300 feet plus 150 feet. A football field's 120 yards. Okay. Shelly and I actually had that conversation. <laughs> we did. And she was saying, she was like, well, do you think he was counting the end zones? Which that number is. I was because I was a kicker. Okay. Okay. And whenever you're on the 30 yard line, it's a 40 yard field goal. Okay. That adds context. I'm sorry if I was rude. <laughs> I, know, I guess, like, yeah, for all the other positions, I could definitely see why you think it's a 100-yard field. But I was a kicker, and the, and the field goal post in the 90s got 10. moved from – or not from the 90s. It was later than that, or earlier than that. The field goal post got moved from the goal line really? back to the, behind. Okay. People kept running into it. I was going to say, bro, what if you <laughs> sent one over the middle of the field and you, you just, just squared bang, up? Right? Okay. Like a literal bus. Yeah. Back so, to your numbers. I think 120 – I still think I'm wrong. No, I think that's, like, actually pretty But that's close. a little closer. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So, anyways, back to it. So, there's yeah. So, at, at the end of 54 holes, so you're three days through a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so every other player in the last 10 seasons that has been the outright leader at 54 holes, their win percentage is 42. percent Okay. So, if you are winning at three days into a tournament and you have to go and play one more day, if you're every other player that's been in that situation, there's a 42 percent chance that you win. Yeah. Tiger Woods in his career, whenever he has been winning at the end of day three, he has won the tournament 96%. Holy cow. Oh of the time. Goodness. Yeah. 44 Talk for 46. I was say, he's Talk about a closer. He has been I in would, that situation 46 times and he has won the tournament 44 of those times. Wow. Do you, does it say like when he's in the top five or top 10, like how much he wins? Mm-mm. I bet it's incredible to Yeah. Man, I mean, from 1999 until 2001, Tiger played 40 tournaments and won 20 of them. That's crazy. Wow. And in golf, that is like absurd. Yeah, like usually you'll win the entire season if you win two tournaments. Yeah, like some people just try and win one like mm-hmm. major tournament. Like yeah. Also, if you win one tournament per season, you are a millionaire. Like you yeah. make a lot of like because you'll get a, he, a Nike deal or a titles yeah. deal or something like that, but he won twenty times in two years. Wow, that's crazy. 
That's that is absolutely nuts. That's something crazy to think about. Is in our lifetime we've seen so many people who are like the greatest at their discipline of mm-hmm. all time. Like Lewis Le- Hamilton. LeBron. LeBron. Lewis Hamilton is like doing that, but in F1. Yeah, like one seven seasons straight. Yeah, LeBron in basketball. We saw Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I feel like basketball has a lot more, there's a lot more dis- debate about who the greatest ones are, you know? Right. Like Tiger Woods is very obviously just yeah. like head and shoulder and, and waist and knees above everyone else. Yeah, for sure. And Lewis Hamilton equally is like, it, it's not even fun sometimes just to watch F1 because you're just like, mm-hmm. who's going to come in second place? But F1 offers, and I know Myers is not the biggest F1 fan. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm the, again, Myers, okay. Myers Sports because I don't know that much about sports, but it's not really either. cool. It's really cool to see all the, yeah. these people. But I think mm-hmm. F1 offers an interesting like perspective because you've got like the Mercedes car, the W11, I think it was like three or two, three, four seasons ago, something like that, was like one of the most dominant cars to ever be an F1. Yeah. And so it offers the aspect of like, was Lewis so good because of the cars Mercedes was coming out with? Yeah. Because he started being... I, I What's the what's the principal of Mercedes' name? Uh, Toto Wolf. Toto Wolf. Yeah. That dude is awesome. Dude, he, he is there, so cool. There are, so he was like, a, he's a big business tycoon. Yeah, he like, he was like a... Maybe even a billionaire. Oh, for sure. Before he started working for Mercedes, yeah, I think like he was. big money dude, like built some company, made a ton of money, hmm. and then like almost as like a a little bit like I want to do this, and also as like a I I like as a I have to do yeah. this kind of thing. Like I've listened to him, like an interview with him, and it was like I'm gonna take on this challenge of like F1 mm-hmm. and see if I can make Mercedes something great. And so him coupled with Lewis, like that leadership, yeah, has created like a dominant team. Yeah, that's dude, it's wild. Cool to watch. Really cool. There's so many good memes of him in the season where Max Verstappen came. It was it was honestly robbery. But like when Max came from behind in the last race, it's like tied going into the final race. Max is like the young buck. Yeah, has never won a season of Formula One. Lewis, the like champion, the goat. Yeah. At the very end of the race, literally the last lap, there's like a mix-up. They let Max come right back up to behind Lewis. They restart the race, and Max passes him like three or four turns later and wins the championship. There's so many memes of Toto Wolf, the uh, principal president of, uh, of Mercedes. Mercedes. There's so many good memes of him. It's incredible. Yeah. Of him like realizing he was losing. Uh, yeah, just of him being mad. He's just so animated, which is yeah. fun to watch because huh. like Myers doesn't love F1 because there's so much like... Politics. It's political and it's like personalities you have to yeah. know, and which I think like the reason F one's called on in America is because of like drive to survive and people seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And I like I definitely can see how that's frustrating. But I also think it offers like fun to it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely fun. I know I like I, I just I've struggled to get into it yeah. and I wanna be into it. I just don't want to go through all the history to learn for sure. All the context. Especially, you know, as as the as he's now like just deep into premier league soccer yeah <laughs> but i'm like into premier league soccer mostly just because i want to win i don't even like keep up that much with yeah, i'm telling like, you bro, there's two routes into getting into fan, like being like a huge premier league fan and it is fantasy premier league and fifa and mm. it's too late in the game for us to be playing fifa guys we can't yeah, be yeah we get husbands FIFA. i played fifa growing up a little bit until like yeah. 2013 or something yeah yeah it's it's 
So, but anyways, I got Myers to join my fantasy Premier League team, and he's like, "We need to have an FPL pod with Will." Yeah, one time that would be hilarious. That would be fun. Everyone would hate it. Yeah, all all twelve of the people in our FPL group would listen to it. Yeah, which, by the way, Krulak, if you ever listen to this, screw you. I've got a question. I saw speaking of Tiger Woods, I saw this thing this week and it was like if you had to play Tiger if you so you had to play eighteen holes of golf against Tiger Woods mm-hmm. in his prime. Golly. Okay, and if you win one hole outright. Okay. If you beat Tiger Woods in one hole of eighteen in his prime, you would win like a hundred million dollars. Like generational wealth. Yeah. Would like you would never have to work again, never have to do anything. And if you lost, you went to like prison for a year. Would you do it? No. Because like a year is like that would be brutal, but a year is not like 55 years, you know, but like the chance for a hundred million dollars, I like, I don't, do I get to train before? No. I mean, you could get lucky and hit a hole in one on a par three. You could bounce. Because part of me is I I would take the gamble. Like I know I'm bad at golf and I would probably lose. Yeah. But the chance that maybe. Is it it worth it? Maybe I, uh, maybe I hit the crazy shot. Yeah. You know, and maybe he has, maybe his hit one of his two times that he ever is not completely dominant. Maybe those times line up and then you got a hundred million dollars and then I have a hundred million dollars. If not, you learn a lot of new things. I like, (laughs) I like that. I like that game. That's one way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys, well, we've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes. Goodness. Well, keep on track. But I, I'll say this, you know what? This has been a, a great time, and to be honest with you, this is probably the the fastest a podcast has flown by yeah, for me. I think yeah. so, and I think that speaks to you. You're yeah. an enjoyable person to be this around. This was fun. I'm glad y'all had me on. I yeah. enjoyed it, and I know as as a medical student, your time is is valuable. Mm. Yeah, and I'm glad that you just gave us this a bunch of it. Oh, dude, it it's my nice. honor and privilege. Thank it you, my friend. As well, thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So this is kind of where we're going to start signing off a little bit. Uh, recap of the pod. We talked about several different fun things. We talked about Vestavia Hills. Vestavia Hills. The Vestavia Hills. What does Vestavia mean? You know what I learned on Google the other day? It doesn't mean anything. You didn't Google it the other I day. I did. There's no way. I, I did, and it literally means nothing. It was wow. just it was just a word that sounded cool really? to some guy who thought of a name. Yes. Vestavia you know, Hills. Which, you know, doesn't make very much sense. I also learned the other day that Garden, I'm from Gardendale. Yeah. Um, Garden Jug comes down. from the Hebrew word gordo. Mm. The gourd. Which just, which, which just means fence. Because usually where garden, like gardens were always fenced in. From the animal, like the surrounding wild animals, mm. so people literally be like, "Oh, I'll just go out to the gordo," which is like the fenced-in area. Wow. That's good to know. Yeah. Also, I was like, I wonder if the word garden has anything to do with the name Jordan, because garden in French is jardin, mm. and I was like, that sounds a lot like There's Jordan. Mm. And then I learned that yard, like Jordan, in Hebrew, means down. Mm. Like the word, the word Yardine was down mm. because the Jordan River flowed downhill wow. to no the way. Dead Sea. So literally, the name down, or the, like the the Jordan River was named the Jordan River because Jordan just meant down. Wow. 
crazy. That's Learned cool. so many things. But sure. anyway, so you, we talked about Savia. We talked about Tiger Woods. We talked a lot about med school, which is super helpful yeah. to me. I feel like every single time you talk about it, I learned something. Talked about pop culture. Pop culture. Lean in, girls. Come on. Uh, I talked about a little bit about business. Talked about coffee Stanley shops. Cups. Talked about Stanley, Stanley Cups. Cups. That's right. Revelator. Um, we talked about uh, a man who sits in a hammock and looks at the sky every day. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah. Overall, just I would say it was a great, great time, man. That's fun. Feel good about it. Yeah. But yeah. Till next time. See you, everybody. Over and out. Welcome to the secret segment of the podcast. Secret things that you have to wait till the very end to hear. All right, so last time on secret segment, we talked about I don't remember. This time, <laughs> we're going to talk about what are your thoughts as an Auburn Tiger on Auburn rolling Tumor's corner when Nick Saban retired. You get you get thirty you get fifteen seconds to answer this question. I think it's uh, I think it's tack, tacky and disrespectful. Honestly, wow. wow. How about that? What about how did your your brother played for Nick Saban? Yeah, but I've got an interesting perspective. Your brother played for Nick Saban. What does your What does your brother think about it as a previous student of the game? He, I mean, he likes it. He like respects him. I mean, I don't know how he can't. He. Uh, yeah. Is he like sad? Is he like? Is there an extra level of sadness for him, or is there an extra level of gladness that he's finally getting to go? I think it's home. a little bit of both. I think it's kind of like the like, like it's an end of an era almost, like the mm. uh, recognition something's over. But mm. Mm. It's, uh, thanks, coach. It's not about the destination; <laughs> it's about the journey, right? <laughs> thanks, coach. No, I think it's funny. There's billboards around Birmingham that just say, thanks, coach. Yeah. And it's like, it's an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. Just like telling, making me just into the universe, thank Coach Saban. <laughs> they will, they, the, Saban will never see that sign, I'm sure. No. no. Maybe they're in Tuscaloosa, too. Maybe they tagged him on Facebook. Probably. <laughs> There's like some girl, like some woman in downtown being like, oh, Diana, what's going on in Vestavia? Yeah. Check out these things in downtown, guys. Yeah. Don't go to, go get out of your car in downtown, by the way. <laughs> um, as a Vestavia Hills person, how much did you go downtown growing up? <sighs> Not a ton. Downtown Birmingham, I mean, you know it's changed. It's mm-hmm. a different city than it was in 2016. We went, yeah. Homewood was kind of like the boundary for the most part. Yeah. Unless we were going Homewood, Homewood, people don't forget. Homewood used to be like pretty run down too. Homewood used yeah. to not be that nice, dude. Homewood, I cannot believe they're buying houses for whatever the property value plus the houses, knocking it down and building new houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, wait, how many pairs of shoes do you have? <laughs> I don't have that many pairs of shoes. That if I you wear. had to guess, fifteen, twenty like, total. Yeah. What do you mean, total? What other? <laughs> like, I got shoes I wear. Net. I have like five pairs of shoes I wear. <laughs> what? Net. How, How many, many shoes have you do you own? have? Uh, net, probably like. Bottom line. Probably 15 with like sporting shoes, like golf shoes, rock climbing shoes. Mm. Rock climbing shoes? I didn't even count those. Weird. Yeah, it's like five eighths of a shoe. Yeah, yeah. My, my climbing shoes are in the attic collecting dust. It's, it's also yeah. like. It's like five eighths of a shoe, but it's also the same amount as a shoe because the the rubber's so thick. That's mm. horribly uncomfortable. Mm. Very 
How much do I have to pay to wear rock climbing shoes for an entire week? Oh my gosh, that's a mm. good question. That is a good question. Climbers, chime in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. I mean, for that to happen. Uh, uh, mine, mine are pretty broken in, but it, I mean, I'll Like a brand dude. new pair of like yeah, super... Yeah, is it, is it, like, them too? is it like eight hours no, a day? No, just like whenever you're it's, wearing shoes. Yeah, it's like whenever you go outside <laughs> you're just or like go. just like walking around with like... <laughs> with the arch. Severe yeah. blisters. Your bones <laughs> are showing. Oh, man. I just, uh, $500. Oh, I got a question. Do you think you could go a whole year barefoot? No. But I would be fascinated to try. Mm-hmm. Bro, you can get disease. I just don't go to a bathroom gas station. What if I got a poop? How much would I have to pay you to go barefoot for a year? Would the hospital let me? Like, yeah, the hospital would let you. Yeah. Well, that's kind of gross though, because you work in a hospital. Yeah, bro. But also, hospitals are super like sterile too. Oh, are people? No, they're not. Well, they're clean. They're the most cleaned areas in the world. There's some fun. I mean, you, but you're going to have to like step on some blood. I say like HIV blood. And some needles, Sometimes some glass. Like, oh. That's a big risk. Like I, if, I, if risk I could, what about flip-flops? Oh, year. I'm just thinking or about, sandal I'm just choice. thinking about when it's cold outside, like right now, that would suck oh. to not have shoes on. You can make flip-flop socks. Business idea. Flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Steven would wear With them. Like he loves flip-flops. <laughs> I love flip flops. Um, That's my serial killer trait. I got one question. You're a rainbows guy too, though, right? No, bro. I never. I, in middle no, school. you're a Birkenstock guy. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, what's your question? Uh, <clears throat> I meant to bring this up in the tech med time. This so this may be a bit late. We can cut it if you don't need to. I was talking to this doctor, and he does robotic surgery. So like, yeah, patients on the table has a robot, and then he's in a console with like. Binocular visions, 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, better rates of like complications after. It's less invasive. You don't have to like cut open your stomach or anything. But I was asking him if like in the future people are going to be able to like sit across the country and do a surgery at UAB because maybe they're the best at this one specific thing. And he was saying like they're already doing that. And he said like the you know what ping is? It's like yeah. the response. Yeah, it's a golf rate. brand. Yeah, ping. <laughs> Ping golf clubs. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the response rate that tech has like over the Wi-Fi essentially. Oh, yes. So like yeah. if you I move, know that from my Fortnite days. That's right. So if you move your controller stick and it lags, that's like... Guys, my ping. ping is off the charts right now. Yeah. Guys, guys. But he was saying that you just have to have a ping of like 30. Holy cow. Which is like not impressive. Like he said, yeah. I think he was saying, and the numbers may be wrong, but it was like a ping of 30 and like we can notice Fortnite bros know what that means that's right wait give us reference for that as of like what's a high ping a a high ping so you ping is milliseconds response rate so 30 milliseconds so the most you can have is a ping of a thousand or not the most but like you move it a thousand milliseconds I guess is one second so like if you do this then one second later it does this so three thirty ping is like three tenths of a second yeah it's good yeah it's, I don't it's know. good That's your like, cell phone's better when you're like the way that it works for Fortnite is just like your response in the game to what other players are seeing yeah if that makes sense sure like, you can notice a ping of like like six or ten milliseconds so it is like it would be super noticeable but like that makes sense yeah 
Mm, that's interesting. The, the point is, the point is, the internet doesn't have to be like crazy, yeah. crazy good. You it can just be like, like normal internet. NASA Wi-Fi. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that people are already doing. Man, even doctors can work from home. No, I mean seriously. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. That's but then my question is like, if things go south and you've got to like open if, them if, up, if it browns out, if we lose all the, yeah. it just like gonna... loses Wi-Fi and the things like. <laughs> Just like cuts hey guys, open their entire the face. Back off and on again. <laughs> That's Anyways, cool, man. Hey guys, better not be using Spectrum. That was great. Nah, bro. Hey, and uh, a few years down the line, if you need a neurosurgeon, what's your guy? Not me. <laughs> Probably not neuro, but something. No, maybe something. Yeah, I uh, just want to go ahead and plug. Peacock There's gonna be insurance? a coffee shop in Birmingham uh, a long time from now, and it's gonna be run by us three when we're retired, and yep. it's gonna be called. The old guys. 